Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Wheels, the Dungeon Master for Storybreakers. Love critical role in movies like Hot Fuzz and Spotlight? Actual play series Storybreakers combines the fantasy adventure of Dungeons & Dragons with small-town comedy and mystery in an episodic tale of journalists on the hunt for the secret underbelly of a tiny town where nothing seems to happen. But excuse me if I don't think a bunch of ragtag journalists from a podunk town are actually going to be of any help. But technically, I don't come from here. When the mysterious arrival of a celebrity from the Heroes and Adventurers Guild sets off a strange conspiracy, the group will have to leave what they think they know about the world at the door, if they're ever to unravel the truth at the heart of this seemingly nondescript town. It's not front page of the Sussai Star I pull up the, the today's, like, installment of the news to see what the front page actually is. There's a big picture of a pumpkin that's been stepped on, and it says, Outrage as pumpkin stepped on. <laughs> Storybreaker Season 1 in its entirety is available for listening right now wherever you get your podcasts. With Season 2 on the way. Find out more at dicebreaker.com. I think it's time I published a, a book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was, uh, I was out of curiosity. I, I did a little, a little scan on my uh, my Podiat's Google Doc where everything gets thrown. Now it's sitting at like 35,000 words. <laughs> wow. Which I wow. think that qualifies it to be a book. Is there a minimum on books? Because kids' books are very light yeah. on words, but they're still classed as books. Some words, uh, some books don't have words in them at all. They're just pictures. Ooh. Well, I've yeah. done extra good then. I've got a lot of words. That yeah. makes it a very good Did you book. write all of those words yourself? Yeah, they're your words, Michael. That's it's a combination of copy and pasting and, and tweaking and writing. So it's, I mean, okay. if I just put at the bottom credit to all original authors, sorry, that'd be <laughs> yeah. fine. Like people That's do on YouTube. Fine, yeah. Credit. <laughs> but, uh, that makes it? plagiarism okay. Copyright belongs to all respective owners, owners and then bam, you're no free. No copyright infringement intended. <laughs> I own nothing. <laughs> That'd be a sick title. What are you going to call this book? Um, oh, shit. Um, oh, man. Sprung that on me. I maybe I should have thought of this. Welcome to the... You really the... should, yeah. Is this the title that you're saying now? Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. You really... Oh, you sprung <laughs> really should have thought of a um, title. Yeah, that's it. Bam. <laughs> that's good that's more words as well that's like 10 more words oh true yeah I forgot do, do titles count as words yeah they must, Yeah, I'm making it count yeah I think yeah. so this book is all about the word count not the content or how good it is it's just look at how many words are in it wow <laughs> wow wow can't wait to read it I'll get a copy to you soon mm-hmm. how much is it uh, 50 50. God's sake, there he is. We got one into the intro. That's it. In the Jugson, will you ju- get out, Jugson? Oh, I fucking did. Yeah, I know. That was the worst shoehorning of Michael Jugson I've ever heard. And I'm sorry to 50. be the proponent it's of not that. in the right quote. Yeah. 50. Uh, 50. Brilliant. Well, sorry. With that, we better uh, go and ask. Yeah. Hello 
everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official, official, vidiots, podcast. podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three us, where everybody brings a, a thing, thing along to talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Hooray! Hello. You right? Yep. You. Yep. Yep. Good. Yep. You. Yeah, yep. doing all right. You. Mhm. Yeah, good. You. Good to hear it. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good. Yeah. You're right, Peter. Great. Oh, great. You're not going to ask me how I am. That's no, a bit no. Rude. No. Michael, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Poddy. It's everyone. This is a comedy podcast. Can you tell? <laughs> Have you laughed yet? <laughs> Let us know. Uh, yeah. Have your sides falling off? <laughs> <laughs> You laughing yet? Uh, uh, Jesus, uh, like. I mean, I didn't even know what else to say other than, "Hey, do you want to give us some money <laughs> for, for God, that?" Jesus Christ! Cough up. Come on, was that not good enough for you? <laughs> give us some money, will you? Uh, Jesus. Uh, streamlabs.com forward slash podiats donations. If you donate three pounds or more, you get to support us <laughs> to make this whatever this is. What a noble endeavour! Yeah. After a day's work. Uh, and you'll also join Pod Squad. You'll get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. We're going to get into the rest of the show shortly, I promise you. But here is this week's Pod Squad, starting with Mikey Johnson. Boris Johnson's son, John Borison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hadn't read that one before. That is fantastic. A Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's Parrot POV Porn. Spingling, ting, jing, pling. Mr. Black. Hero in a half shirt. Tiny power. <laughs> Harrison Rathbone. Mike Ox Small. Mm-hmm. Got, Got him. That one. Got him. Don Ackle Seven. Always a misadventure. Lizanya put Dave in Halfords. In Halfords, actually. <laughs> Lizanya put Dave in Halfords. Beautiful. <laughs> R.I.P. Harambe and Geronimo. Oh, oh no. Who's Geronimo? Uh, the, the Chihuahua. The alpaca. Wait, oh, God, no, yeah, you're right. No, that was Gizmo. Gizmo. Gizmo, yeah. Oh, Jesus, that's that's a, a recent cut. Yeah, Geronimo, Geronimo the alpaca. Mm-hmm. He rest in peace. DBP and Lord B go to Red Square. Mm. The generous sniper Gryphon, I think. Griffin. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He nailed it, Mike. <laughs> As in is the that, mythological being. Is that how you spell Griffin? <laughs> I refuse to believe that's how you spell. Whoa. You can spell it like that or G I G R I double F. I just but, thought it was like a half rhyme with sniper. Sniper, sniper gripe. gripe. Anyway, they've been very generous and I've butchered <laughs> the name. And they say, We were watching. Oh dear. We were watching a dirty video with guy and girl in wrestling ring. Just as my husband was finishing, he started laughing about Barbara Piss. I looked up to see that the guy had set up the girl for a jingle jam. Anyway, happy 10th anniversary, Ryan. Wow. What a relationship. Uh, Amazing. International sex symbol, Barbara, Barbara Piss, Piss, apparently. Incredible. Happy anniversary, guys. Thank you. Oh, happy anniversary. Yeah, that was congrats. a ride from start to finish. <laughs> Couples who watch porn together, they Hello. donate to Podiots. Do they you? do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cute. Pro trainer, Stukalicious, 
A monkey stole my tiny spoiler <laughs> and raindrop joy. Ah, oh, thank you uh, all. Also, this week we've we have Hawkman one o five who was very generous and said hi lads. Wanted to say thanks for keeping me sane whilst doing four a.m. shifts since January. Finally able to donate and thought I'd chuck some extra for back pay as I've been listening since my brother James introduced me to you a few years ago. Cheers, oh, thanks Hawkman. Cheers. Thank you Hawkman. Thank you. I can smell Freddy Weber. Chegwin Segwin Regwin Deadwin. Uh, get it up, yeah. Uh, Marky Chegwin the Great. Cheggers Deluxe with Cheese. Jenny Tillwart Daves in York. Oh, I see. Okay, so I think this might be a Dave. Jenny might be the donator. No, no, it's Jen- Jenny Tillwart's genital wart. Oh, okay, very good. Very good, gotcha. Wowie. Yeah. Um, Dave is in York. Dave is in York. Uh, Dave BDSM Phillips. Uh, (laughs) Richard Wilson's Dick Willie. That one bean that Ben lost. More like Cockness. Oh, very good. Reference to last time. Uh, Lou Sanas put Dave in Aldi. (laughs) Am I saying that right? Lou Sanas. Oh, Lucanus. Oh, Jesus Christ. Lucanus. Lucanus. Hello. Lucanus. Put Dave and Aldi. Uh, Sky the Grandpa. Peter Peter Fanny Eater. Uh, John Zena, or China, it might be, actually. Um, I like that one. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, DBP is at the Creation Museum. He was very generous and said, Dave Benson Phillips has visited the Creation Museum in Kentucky. It's a museum designed to, quote, prove the Earth is 6,000 years old. Dinosaurs lived with humans and that evolution is a lie. What fun. Wow. So he's clearly been added there. I'd Um, definitely go to that museum, though. I need to see it, I think. That sounds lit. For those who haven't caught uh, the last episode, number one, why are you not listening to them in order? And number two... Uh, these are in reference to the fact that people have clearly added photos of Dave Benson Phillips to various uh, landmarks and places on Google Maps. Um, yep. I've had 500 views on my photo of Dave in a ball pit. Yeah, nice. I've had like 100 wow. on mine of Mount Rushmore, um, but it still won't. I can't find it if I saw it by newest. <laughs> we um, are manifesting Dave's resurgence in popular culture purely mm-hmm. through Google, Google Maps. <laughs> uh, Dave continues. I mean, Dave, the list continues. <laughs> <laughs> the list continues. I got bum worms. Uh, Cunt Eastwood, the stupidest one. Okay. Uh, and a little bit of Monaco. Oh, lovely. In my life. We also have Spready Cheeks, Slappy Balls, Who You Gonna Call Nutbusters, The Parrot Penis Was a Bit Much, Had to Look Up What Dogging Is. Oh, no. Oliver Close Off. Nice. Nice. Close Off. Fist Me at a Pizza Hut Plus. Che Guevara. Guevara. Like Aero the Chocolate Bar? Che Guevara. Yeah, because that's a follow-on from the stuff from last time. The dictators and stuff. Remember with yeah. the chocolate. Oh bars? yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. Che Guevara. Very yes. nice. nice. Parrot's prehensile penis. Mister Macca. Caroline, I have your UB40 CD. <laughs> oh no, Caroline. <laughs> oh, can't get that back. <laughs> the big breakup continues. Uh, Her Majesty's stink wrinkle. Janet, mm. please move your car. Steve Osten is Peter's dad. True. Mikey's dogging partner. 
Just Keep Swimming Ash, Full Monitor, Finn Tristam and Windy Miller. And there you go. That's no. your pod squad for this week. Remember, streamlabs.com forward slash poddy at donations to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, how else you can contribute to this podcast and future episodes oh. is by uh, being quick off the mark when we put a post out saying questions, please, and asking questions for this podcast. Wow. I brought some along. Have you? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one right here. Do you want one? Yeah. Here's one. Question one comes from Adi Pramana. Well, it, it's Adi, and it's at two Adi underscore P. So I'm assuming it's Adi Pramana from our, our Twitch chat, um, who simply asks, have you seen this? Should add that I didn't do this myself. I just wanted to check if someone else uh, did something silly. And, well, and then oh, no. that's What's where it now? <laughs> I'm going to send you guys a screenshot of the tweet. In fact, what I should have got is a hyperlink so that you can access this directly. But now there is a <laughs> place on Google Maps called Feldheuer's hyphen Meat Facery. Oh, it's beautiful. No. <laughs> Does that mean they've changed all of the information? Um, I don't know if that's actually the, the Feldheuer's HQ or if they've just done it. Let's have a look. It's on Industrialstrasse 12, which is Industrial Street. Um, Feldheuer's... Podiots. I found it. Yeah, it is. That's the one. That's the one. It's got all the reviews on it from Podiots listeners. Someone has renamed it. Someone has now renamed Feldhoyer's HQ to Feldhoyer's hyphen Podiots Meat Facery, oh. which is the best bit. I so, you, <laughs> so you can you can suggest an edit, and Google just says, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah we can. It. You can also just ask that it be removed from the map. Wow, really? Oh, really? Bonkers. Like, that doesn't, surely not, right? I'm going to start ransacking small villages and make them look like they've got nothing going on by harassing the the Google Maps (laughs) entries. Because you have to register as, like, the owner of a business on Google so that you can (laughs) get it to appear in the first place. How are they not notified or asked about any of these changes? Just ask to supply a picture of you at work, and they just supply a picture of the original sausage meat face in a suit, and they're like, "Well, can't can't say no to that." All the photos that are uploaded are from two thousand and three. There's, you know, what's not on here? Mm-hmm. A Dave. Oh, there's no Dave yet. There's no Dave on here. No. There are no some Dave. later ones, some logos from twenty seventeen, some really fake clown ham renders from twenty fifteen. <laughs> We've had um, an extra. Uh, review from a day ago Simon Duff says would tell a friend five stars it's <laughs> <Thank laughs> a quality meat facery uh, also from a week ago George Mather or George Mather has said meat resurgence and rated it five stars it's <laughs> very good is it one of these guys are they the ones who have done this well, someone listed as the CEO of Felhue's Podiot's meat facery <laughs> because it shows which Things I've edited on my profile, so I'm wondering so if any knows. of these naughty boys of mm. are, the, are the culprits here. Do we dob them in? No, we can't. No, no. I will though. I might. It's very good. I mean, don't watch your watch your attitude. I'm not suggesting that people continue to do this and just sabotage Google Maps, but also can't stop you from doing it. You know. No. <laughs> um, Maybe though. 
maybe we leave Feldhoyer's yes. body at meat facery alone. <laughs> alone Before they get us into legal hot water. Yeah, because we've literally left our fingerprints all over it now. <laughs> like, it's, it, there's a difference between changing it to, like, a meat factory, meat products. Yeah. yeah. description compared to actually putting our name in the title. <laughs> to be fair, we've done nothing bad. All we did was a semi-legitimate change to meat products and then other people have reviewed, well, not review-bombed it, but, you know, given it strange reviews and now changed it to Feldhoyer's Poddy It's Meat Facery. <laughs> <laughs> in case people aren't familiar with this, mm. this is the German custom ham company that print meat logs with patterns in them your billy bear ham your football ham clowns football your spooky spooky ham for halloween that's got sort of like a pumpkin face in it so you slice into the cross section of this giant ham sausage uh and get yourself a slice of sandwich ham and it's got Mm -hmm. the face in it that you've requested in various shades of sickening pink yeah I've emailed them before asking if we could get like a little sample of meat face made up in it, but I didn't get any replies. So consider this payback, Feldhuis. Consider this, yeah, for, for you not taking our nonsense email seriously. Yeah. Well, I think legally we should be on record saying yeah. at no point have we encouraged that people change the name of the business uh, and we, we continue to not encourage you to do that. Um, but I mean, there's nothing to stop you leaving reviews. Um, yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Just Make them nice ones, at least. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no They're zero all five stars so far, I think. Hey, cool. Maybe go yeah. for some bigger businesses, like find your local McDonald's. Or Amazon and, Depot. And just call it McDonald's Podiots. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to try that. Yeah. yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, God. Can we just edit, like, Times Square to say Podiots and everyone in the world will see that until it's definitely changed back? Suggest an edit. Suggest an edit. Change. I'm going to change um, the McDonald's I used to work at as McPodiots. <laughs> oh, McPodiots is great. I'm changing it to a McDonald's. I'm changing McDonald's local to Feldhoyers just so it looks like the Podiots is sort of taking over the region. Right, Okay. <laughs> Send. I'm I'm suggesting this edit. You'll get an email when your suggestion is reviewed. So someone someone did this. Wait. And then Google looked at it and said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. More you know what? Yeah, that is that. Oh, dear. Surely that won't work for the McDonald's though, because they've got to know that yeah. McPodiots isn't real. <laughs> Surely, but the request is in in Steinfurt, Germany. That's crazy." I guess oh. it, it must be that, like, maybe a, an English-speaking person reviewed the suggested change for Feldhoyer's Podiot's Meat Facery. And because yeah. it's just a series of words that maybe they didn't recognise, they just thought, well, you know, no one's changed it to I hate Republicans, or do you know what I mean? Like, no <laughs> yeah, one's deliberately be being a dick. Uh, so I guess it's probably some legitimate business change that I'm not not aware of. The, <laughs> the Feldhoyer's family must have... <laughs> Married into the Podiots <laughs> the dynasty, <Podiots> dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> and opened a new meat facery on oh. Industrial Strasse. So, I mean, I don't mind targeting bigger companies like McDonald's. I don't want to target mm. little, you know, no family businesses or whatever. The Clown Ham Company. <laughs> <laughs> the sh- shelves are already bare. We can't do ourselves out of the Billy Bear Ham as well. It's we can't. Yeah. We need this relationship to last. <laughs> 
I mean, there's international relations to think of now that we're no longer in the EU. We could cause a, a diplomatic disaster here. Michael Johnson, son of Boris Johnson, was found defacing Google Maps. <laughs> I'm going to edit an Amazon hub locker in, in Leuven mm -hmm. or Marl, Germany. Let's see. I'm going to call this one uh, Podiats Presents <laughs> Amazon Hub Locker. <laughs> oh, I like that. This, this doesn't present. feel legal. I don't know why I'm allowed <laughs> to do this. Why is it letting me do it? Why do I have this power? I'm going to search the world for anything that might be called Podiats. Oh, this is great. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> No, it looks like there's only... I mean, it takes you straight to the meat facery when you do that. But um, <laughs> If you search videos as well, it takes you to several American video, cinemas. Uh, video yeah. sh shops yeah. and stuff, yeah. The ones who people constantly tweet us about and say, they stole your name. No, they didn't. No, they, they were definitely never. Much didn't. Do you reckon we can find a big chain of podiatrists and just change the name of one so it's a podiatrist? Well, yeah, as I was typing in podiatrist, <laughs> it did suggest podiatrists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This, this That's the best right. business name. Jesus Christ. Oh. I will continue to refresh my emails. Hopefully it pops up during the podcast like it did before when we when we first took action against Feldhoyer's meat, meat facery. Oh, man. <laughs> Can't wait for the day. My, our Google accounts just get shut down. We're not allowed I mean, to access anything on the internet. Yeah. I should weekend. be doing this on a burner email, really. But you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it on your triple jump email, and then yeah. you have yeah. to explain to Adam why. Because we're served by Gmail as well, so that would be pretty pretty bad. Feldhoyersgroup.de. Sorry, Feldhoyers. <laughs> your meat does look ghastly, though. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if it's legal for us to rename your business, it certainly shouldn't be legal for you to make ham that looks like that. Yeah. How do they? How do they get different shades of ham? Like, is it well, different? This is meats? what I want to know. Can we interview the man? I want to interview Mr. Feldhoyers. I think they just blend the entire thing into a single meat paste, and then they probably <laughs> add food coloring to different amounts, and then they reconstitute it into a shape. I I, I imagine that's how they do it. That sounds about right, but I, like, I want to think there's some meaty dark magic going on in here. Yeah. Like, extra aged dark. ham. I think they just grow the pig like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one long tube and it's got that face as well. Like a stick of rock. It just looks like a clown at the front. Yeah, instead of a face, it's just got a <laughs> And then it, it, its arsehole is the same as well, just yeah. at both ends. It's a clown face. All they do is cut off their legs. <laughs> That is cursed. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, oh. we need to move on from this because we could we could do this all this, night. Genuinely. genuinely. Uh, uh, can you add that screenshot to the to the thread for people on Twitter? Again, if yes, you're not familiar, we kick off every episode on Twitter with a picture of our Lord and Saviour Dave Benson Phillips, and then we reply to that image in a thread with various things that we talk about and reference. So go check I've, out that I've been thinking we should, we what we should do, and I'm not saying we will ever be asked to do this, but is like make some sort of master document with hyperlinks to each episode so people can go to the relevant threads. Well, this is um, why we need a website as well, so we can embed them yeah, per episode. Be, but, you know, and got, maybe even host the images time. ourselves before they go offline and stuff. Um, <laughs> who's got time, eh? 
Yeah, not me. Uh, I've got a thing. Oh. Uh, thank you to the many people who sent this to me. I'd already sorted it myself as well, but lots of people knew that I would want to cover this. Uh, it's time, ladies and gentlemen. It was promised a few episodes ago. Oh the my. top 10 funniest jokes from the Edinburgh Ooh. Fringe 2021. Ooh, trying God, to, it's trying that to time judge again. comedians without yep. their delivery. Yeah. <laughs> so here I've got an article according to comedy.co.uk. Oh, oh I trust it's going to be really funny then. Um, and I'm going to read the 10 funniest jokes from the Edinburgh Fringe 2021. Um just, you know, in however I choose to deliver them, I guess. And you guys will laugh. Okay. Can you present one in the style of Dave Benson Phillips, please? I don't know what that means, but I want Okay, that. I'll do one at random as Dave Benson. I'll give you no warning. Okay. okay. Um, number one. I don't think these are in any particular order. Uh, or they might be in... Re- this might be the best one, actually. I'll go from the bottom up because they're numbered one to ten. So I'll go from ten. Uh, here we go. People say zoos are inhumane, but that's because they're for animals. It's pronounced uh, Zeus, actually. Zeus. <laughs> uh, that's from Samia Katz. Thank you. Good for name. That. Good name. Just, uh, that was yeah. fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Number nine. I don't know what you call a small spillage from a pen, but I have an inkling. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Richard Pulsford, thank you for that one. Cheers, Dick. Uh, Samia Katz in at number eight as well. He's a, wow. He's got two entries. Double I think Chewbacca is French because he understands English but refuses to speak it. Hmm. <laughs> is that a thing? I like. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what French people do, I think. Um, number seven, from Will Mars. My grandparents were married for 40 years, but everything took longer back then. Whoa, these aren't good, are they? They're not, are they? These the are the 10 really best hit jokes. Me. Yeah. God, it's really been a hard year for inspiration, but still. Mm-hmm. Very quick uh, McPodiots update. I have official confirmation that it, it is in review. Ooh. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, this is the first of more than one joke about caesareans in this top 10 list would you believe oh, dear oh, big okay, theme yeah. this year um number six from ben clover not ben dover ben clover <laughs> ben says getting a caesarean is dangerous in russia if they open you up and find a little girl they open her up to see if there's another that one's all right yeah, yeah. a little yeah. nesting doll joke it is. It sounds like it's going in a really horrible direction, and then it's like, oh no, it's just a, it's just a Russian dolls gag. Um, That's, yeah. yeah, all right. Best of the bunch well, so far. Well done, Ben. Thank you. Leo Curse says, "Marvin Gaye used to keep a sheep in my vineyard. He'd herd it through the grapevine." No. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Bit of a groaner, but <laughs> I still appreciate that one, Leo. Thank you. I'm trying to muster respond like any response to these that isn't just yeah. <laughs> yeah this definitely yeah. seems the worst we've done ever. So, so this for those who haven't been listening for a long time, I do this every year. It it always gets some kind of lackluster reaction, but uh, this this is the most cricket filled one I think we've had <laughs> thus far. Um, 
The Roman Emperor's wife hates playing hide-and-seek, because wherever she goes, Julius sees her. Oh. Oh, Adele Cliff. Well done. That's not bad. It's not, not bad. bad. not bad. Number three, from Tom Mayhew. Me and my ex were into role-play. I'd pretend to be James Bond, and she'd pretend she still loves me. Oh. I get it. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Okay, number two. This is top three material. Oh, God, there's only two left. My therapist told me a problem shared is a hundred quid. That's all right. I like that. Yeah, that's That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Iver Dembina, that one was. And number one is our other Caesarean-related joke. (laughs) I thought the word Caesarean began with the letter S, but when I looked it up in the dictionary, it was in the C section. Okay, I don't like that one. That was number one. That was number. That was the funniest joke That's of the, the Edinburgh Fringe 2021. Pack it up, guys. The Edinburgh Fringe is is done. That was from Masai Graham. Um, good God. Worst uh, jokes. Fringe. I bet these are really good. 20, I bet 20. the worst jokes are actually really funny. They were like one of the the other times we did it, but I've I've just googled it. I didn't even think to um to check it beforehand, but I can't. Find. It doesn't look like there's a, a 10 worst. No, there's not yet. There have been some worst jokes uh, articles, but it's not it's not there yet. So that's, I mean, you know, true to the astounding intro that we did about how, you know, this is the comedy podcast that makes you laugh. That's what you get from me this week. Um, just some really <laughs> funny jokes. Thank you, Peter. That you didn't laugh at. I feel so um, enriched. Yeah. I'm watching a video of them handing like a gold plate to the uh, the joke of the Edinburgh Fringe 2021. So like it's mm-hmm. an actual physical award they give out. I didn't know that. Mm. Oh, there you go. I'll keep trying. Maybe one day you too. Take it back. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> take it back. Oh, he looks very happy with it though. I'm not going to take that away from him. Well, there you go. That's my thing. That's your lot from me today. Thanks, Thank you, Peter. Peter. That was truly, truly wonderful. <laughs> I've got That's some questions great. here. Uh, some more questions. So here we go. Um, what's the best? This is this is from Crisp at Level One Crisp on Twitter. Hmm. What's the best way to make friends? Wrong answers only. <laughs> Thank you, Crisp. Thank you, Crisp. Oh goodness me! The best way to make friends. I think the best way to make friends is to go onto public transport. Um, on a quiet time of the day, so you know you're on you're on the metro. The carriage is nearly empty, and you just look for you know perhaps a, perhaps a guy just sitting by himself. Mm-hmm. Just just go sit next to him. Just ask him how his day is. That's the best yeah. way to make friends, I think. Strike Maybe up conversation. Smell yeah, smell his hair. Um, <laughs> smell his uh, his knees. If he's got a little stain on his trousers from his lunch, give you a licky finger and <laughs> get it off for him. <laughs> you saved some for me. Thank you, friend. Oh, thank you. Delicious. <laughs> thank you yeah. for sharing it. Maybe a healthy stalk of someone's social media page and then bringing up intimate details about their life that you shouldn't know. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, oh is this is this more fun than that time you went to Marbella in 2017? Yeah, I saw that you went to see such and such band at the O2 Academy in 2008. I love that band. Or I love that venue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- my usual go-to is just um, etching in public bathroom walls if you're looking for a good time and mm-hmm. my number beneath it. And yeah, I've had lots of interesting people. No one, no one's, 
No one's been friendship material yet, but one day I'll get oh, there. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. One of my greatest, like, actual real life instances of being like, oh, I'm a bit scared of you as a person was when we were looking for new flatmates a couple of years ago. We interviewed one person and said, Is that, you got any interest, anything you like? And they just replied, insects. <laughs> what? <laughs> just... <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like, no verb, just uh, in- insects. insects. <laughs> we just kind of stood around like, okay. Um, we didn't bother expanding on that much. Um, sad to say they didn't get chosen for the room, but no. no. I've always really struggled with... Like, people who try really, really, really hard and, like, really, really want to be... Like, it's seemingly they have almost an agenda to, like, I am going to be your friend. Mm. And sometimes, I've had a few times in my life where I've found that in- inherently incredibly irritating and I've been put in a very, very difficult position by this person's overwhelming kindness and friendliness. Oh. Where it's oh, like, God. a really... What do I do? Because I feel like a dick because I don't... I don't want. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> what do you do though? What do you do in that situation? It's true. You just smile along for years and years. No, I don't have time for that, Michael. I'm going to die one day. I don't have time for that shit. How do you do, how do you deal with that? I don't know. It's difficult. Because, Apart from making yeah. you feel uncomfortable and unwelcome, and you feel horrible inside because they've done nothing wrong. They've done All they've ever done wrong. is really nice things to you, and you, you just, just it's just a little bit of unkindness will prevent far more unpleasantness down the line if that makes sense right like yeah. if you're not you're not a dick to them but if you're if you're just sort of not very friendly to them that that initial nastiness is far preferable probably for both parties than almost lying to them by as you said Mikey just smiling and you know oh, just accepting their friendship unwitting un- unwillingly and then oh. it potentially coming to an end horribly at some later point when you get so close <laughs> that you murder them. Stop being so nice! I God. don't <laughs> want to be your friend. Stop it. I know I'm really cool. There was an unfortunate <laughs> thing that happened uh, when I was in primary school. I was in year five. And there was a lady who was... Um, she was just a lunchtime like playground monitor. I think she was just... She lived in the village and... She wasn't uh, a quote-unquote dinner lady. She would just come to the playground uh, on a rotor at lunchtime and would just be there, um, I guess, because the teachers were having lunch and stuff. Um, So she'd only be there for like an hour a day. And one day, she just came over to me and a couple of my friends who were just in the playground. And rather awkwardly, she said that... um, her son, they'd they'd just moved into the village. I think she'd been living nearby, but they, now they'd moved house into the actual village. And she said her son uh, wanted to make some new friends in the village, and would we be his friends, basically? And we didn't oh, know no. who this boy was, and you know we didn't want to be unkind and say no. So we were like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll. Uh, Sure, we'll we'll uh, hang out with him. Roughly, and how just, old were you at this point? Uh, well, year three, yeah, <laughs> year five. So what is that? Like nine or ten? Maybe? Okay, so that's like old enough where you've kind of, you've established your own friends and you have got your people you like. It's not like if you're a five year old and you're just thrown in a room with another child, you'll get on probably. Yeah, it's, it's slightly now, obviously, different. I, f- I feel for the guy that you know he he just moved into a, a new place and didn't have friends in the village and wanted to make new friends, but. 
it's just a bit strict. Like he could have just potentially made friends organically. Like there was a park in that village that loads of the kids used to go to. And I kind of feel like if he just sort of turned up there and just, you know, if people have been playing football or whatever, and if he just said, you know, can I play? People would have welcomed him in. But because... (laughs) His mum came and said, will you be my son's friend? I think he then had that in the back of his mind all the time, like after that. And so we didn't hang out with him that often. But when we did, he always just seemed to have a bit of a a guilt about him or a, oh, a discomfort dear. because he just thought like, my mum set me up with you kind of thing. I think he was, emb- right. he might have even asked her to do that. I think he was just embarrassed about it. Um, so that's yeah. definitely a, a wrong answer. To that question, best way to make friends: don't don't let your mum approach kids from another school. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, depends though. Invite them over, and you've got like party sausages and cake. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is fine. I'll yeah. use you for your parents' food. I think everyone's been Billy in that Bearham. situation though. Billy Bearham. Oh, big big table, just nothing but Billy Bearham. <laughs> everyone's been through that. I think that awkward. Yeah. Time to be friends. That's one of the things I do relish about being a grown-up, so to speak, is that you can always you you, you always have excuses, <laughs> always, you know. And uh, usually, most people get the hint that if you just say no enough times, that they just stop asking you to do stuff, right? Yeah, and that's kind of a godsend. My favorite excuse I've heard to um, like someone getting out of like um, after work pints was like, "Oh, sorry, it's bin day tomorrow. I can't do today." <laughs> That's good. I would respect that so much. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. This guy looks. Yeah, we just did a stunned look, and I'm not, not going to push on that. I'm not going to. I don't want to know how in depth your your bin routine is, even if it exists. Yeah. He could have uh, been telling the truth, and he just he's just just a bin fetishist, just an avid sorter of recycling. Sorry, it's insect day tomorrow. Oh, I've got God. to go home and prepare. I think you mean insect day. That's what I said. Did you? Yeah. You said insect day. No. So I was going to make a joke about that. So, oh, fucking hell. Discord. Oh, oh. Jesus. Um, who's got a thing? No, just let the stink hang. Let the stink oh, hang. Sh- okay, hang just on. Let's, let's go back to that. For a minute. I thought you said insect day. I was going to make a joke okay. about it. Do you, wanna, do you wanna just kind of cover the cover the stink with a thing? Yes, I so. I've got a better idea than a thing. What? Yeah. How about an ad break? <gasps> oh, that's a good idea. <gasps> Support for Podiots is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower Registered Trademark 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RULESBUSH. R-U-L-E-S-B-U-S-H at manscaped.com. Yes, they actually let us have that as our code. We've been lucky enough to trial some of the new um, Lawnmower 4.0s and I mean, speaking personally, wowie, what a thrill ride experience they are. <laughs> Genuinely, the tippy top in male grooming technology. 
Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimised trimmer that makes shaving time your favourite time in the bathroom. Previously, my favourite time was the pooping time, but now it's shaving time. Ooh. If, like me, you're used to trimming your downstairs area with a pair of brutal scissors, well, boy, do we have the invention for you. It's now slick, easy and painless to keep yourself groomed with the new Manscaped products. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Now I feel confident shaving my boys. So go to manscaped.com now and use the code RULESBUSH for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Your balls will thank you. I've got a thing. Yeah? Yeah. Did you hear about the British Airways pilot who was dangling out of the plane? No. What? What? Okay, I'm hoping this is this is a story neither of you are aware of, but we'll see. Here we go. It's a write-up from admiralcloudberg.medium.com. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> who the hell is he? <laughs> On the 10th of June 1990, a mid-air drama unfolded in the skies over England after an explosive decompression rocked British Airways Flight 5390. As the plane climbed towards cruising out, uh, altitude on a flight to Malaga, the cockpit windscreen suddenly blew out, sucking the captain partially out of the plane. While the flight attendants held on to his legs for dear life, the sole oh remaining God. pilot lined up for a harrowing emergency landing in Southampton, working alone under enormous pressure to save the lives of its of his eighty-one passengers. Jesus, Jesus wept. Dun dun dun. Have you heard about this? No, I I think I've no. I, I'm aware of some British air disasters because, relatively speaking, they don't happen very often in the UK. But uh, no, I've not heard of this one. I don't think. Well, good. This is slightly before our time in 1990, Mm. ever so slightly before our time. Uh, But it sort of did the rounds again last year uh, because some photos were shared from a recreation sort of (laughs) docu-series. And people were like, oh my God, is that real? It's not. The photos aren't real. Um, no one was snapping photos of it. Yes, yeah, from like twenty feet above. Yeah, <laughs> taken by the pilot as he flew out. Uh, <laughs> his phone was found six days later in Scotland. <laughs> the nobody died. Just to be clear, so you can make jokes. Okay. It's all fine. Yeah, I should, probably should check that. Yeah, everybody was fine. Nobody fell off a mountain. We're all okay. I've done my due diligence on this one. The unbelievable story of Flight 5390 began a couple of days before the flight in a British Airways maintenance facility in Birmingham at 3am in the morning. Thank you. One of the planes in for service that night was a British Aerospace BAC 111, pictured below. It's a plane. I'm not going to send you the picture. It's a good plane. Among the items on the long list of work orders for this aircraft was a new captain's side windscreen. The shift maintenance manager, who was responsible for overseeing it and inspecting all the work done on the aircraft, decided that he would replace the windscreen himself. He hadn't replaced a windscreen in several years, but he figured he knew how to do it well enough and never <laughs> looked up the procedure in the BAC 111 maintenance manual. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
The shift manager used a lift to reach the cockpit and began removing the bolts securing the captain's side windscreen. Noticing that many of them showed signs of corrosion, he decided that he would need to replace the bolts as well as the windscreen. After removing all 90 bolts, he correctly identified them as Type 8211-7D. Of course. However, if he had read the manual, he um, actually would have known that the windscreen was normally secured with the similar Type A211-8D bolts, which had the same diameter but were about a quarter of a centimetre long. Whoever replaced oh. the windscreen last time had used the wrong kind. Oh. The shift manager then went uh, to the on-site storeroom to find more A211-7D bolts. The store supervisor commented that they normally use a, a, actually A211-8D bolts on BAC triple one windscreens, <laughs> but the shift manager apparently disregarded this. However, when oh, he God. found the correct container, he discovered that there were only four bolts inside, far less than the required minimum stock of 50. If he wanted A211-7D bolts, he'd have to look elsewhere. Scroll down. So he took them off a different window and (laughs) used them on the left side. (laughs) That's that's it. (laughs) In search of a match for the bolts, the shift manager went to a self-service parts carousel in another part of the facility. But the labels on the containers were badly worn, the light was dim, and he didn't have his glasses. Oh, for God's sake. How many things have gone wrong here? (laughs) He figured he could find some A21170 bolts by visually comparing them with the old ones until he found the corroded ones. After searching for some minutes, he found what he thought was the right kind of bolt and took 84 of them, keeping six of the originals that were in decent condition. Unfortunately, the shift manager's eye was not as good as he thought it was. The bolts he grabbed were actually eight. 2118C bolts, which were the correct length but were 0.066 centimeters too narrow, which Oof. is pretty close to be fair. Uh, yeah. Without realizing his mistake, he took these bolts back to the plane and began installing them on the captain's side's windshield uh, screen. Thank you, website. The thread spacing was the same as the correct bolts, so they fit into the holes. Although the bolts occasionally slipped, he was working at an awkward angle from which he couldn't distinguish this slipping from the normal slipping of the clutch of the electric screwdriver. <laughs> Do you want to see a side by side of the bolts? This is now. Oh, yes, please. Now we're really getting to the cool stuff. Uh, here you go. Here's a side by side of those, those sexy bolts. Wow. Oh. They look the same. Yeah, yep, they do. They're bolts. After screwing in all 90 bolts, he climbed back down and called it a day. He didn't notice that the new bolts descended too far into the holes, exactly the sort of thing that a second set of eyes might have noticed, but as the shift manager, he normally was that second set of eyes. Oh, God. Nor did anyone else need to inspect the work, because the windscreen was not considered a vital point that needed additional (laughs) oversight. The shift manager went home later that morning, and the next shift was left none the wiser. The following day, the shift manager had one last chance to realise his mistake when he witnessed another mechanic replace a different windscreen using A211 8D bolts. But, still believing he had put in A211 7D bolts, he assumed this was just the natural variance between different BAC 111s, 111 111-111s made at different times. After all, the bolts he, he took off had held the windscreen in place for four years... Still unaware of his potentially catastrophic error, he took no action, and the BAC 111 was returned to service for its next journey, Flight 5390 from Birmingham to Malaga, Spain. The pilot was two days from retirement and had a... <laughs> we'll find out. Had his fiance waiting at home. Oh, no. 
81 passengers and six crew boarded the flight on the morning of the 10th of June 1990, including the two captains, <laughs> the two pilots, Captain Tim Lancaster, Lan- Lancaster, that's how you would say it, Peter, Tim Lancaster, and the first <laughs> officer, Alistair Atchison. As Flight 5390 climbed out of Birmingham, at first all was normal. Approaching 17,000 feet, the flight attendants began drink service. The pilots undid their seatbelts and ordered breakfast. It would never arrive! Oh my god! (laughs) Moments later, as the plane climbed through 17,300 feet, the pressure differential between the cockpit and the outside air grew to the point that the improperly installed captain side windscreen could no longer hold. The air pressure blasted the captain's windscreen, bolt and all, bolts and all, straight off the plane and out into space. An explosive decompression immediately rocked the plane. The violent... It doesn't say that. What's that? And out into space. Hang on. Hang on. The air pressure blasted the captain's windscreen, bolts and all, straight off the plane and out into space. How high was this plane what? going? <laughs> it's gone to the, into the cosmos. It's still up there. <laughs> Maybe. Still going. Um... An explosive decompression immediately rocked the plane, the violent pressure equalization ripping away every loose object and sending the debris hurtling into the cockpit. The decompression sucked Captain Lancaster upward and outward, pulling him halfway out of the cockpit before his feet became entangled in the control column. The explosion also ripped the cockpit door off its hinges and slammed it forwards into the uh, the centre console, blocking the throttle levers. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. It's all going wrong. With Captain Lancaster's feet pushing against the yoke, the autopilot disconnected and the plane pitched pitched down into a dive. Oh, my God. Within seconds of the explosion, flight attendant Nigel Ogden caught sight of the situation in the cockpit and ran to Atchison's aid. He rushed in and grabbed (laughs) Captain Lancaster's waist. Sorry, he caught sight of this catastrophe that was unfolding right next to him. (laughs) He somehow (laughs) noticed it. Uh, grabbed Captain Lancaster's waist just in time to stop him going all the way out, holding on for dear life as the air continued to rush out of the plane. Moments later, the pressure equalised and the wind came roaring back in the other way, pinning Captain Lancaster backwards across the top of the fuselage and creating a tornado of loose debris inside the cockpit. The plane was rapidly losing altitude and Atchison couldn't reach the throttle levers. He frantically issued a mayday call, but over the sound of the wind, he couldn't tell if the controllers heard him. As Flight 5390 plunged out of control through some of the busiest airspace in Britain, two more flight attendants, Simon Rogers and John Heward, fought their way into the cockpit. Heward stamped on the cockpit door, breaking it in half and freeing the throttles, then stepped in alongside Ogden and grasped Captain Lancaster's legs. By now, Ogden was suffering from frostbite and his arms felt as though they would pop out of their sockets, according to this author. Unable to hold on any longer, he stepped back and let Rogers and Heward take over. The two men untangled Lancaster's legs from uh, the control column and placed them over the back of the captain's chair, holding him more firmly in place and helping Atchison recover control of the plane. Still making desperate mayday calls, he continued the descent in a more controlled manner in order to reach breathable air and steer clear of other planes. Would you like a photo from the recreation? Oh, yes, please. The dramatic... Scenes unfolding inside the aircraft. Mm-hmm. That's apparently what was going on. Oh, look at that. Bit much, isn't it? He's just dangling outside, isn't he? Discord, don't let me down. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a good reconstruction. He's doing a flap. <laughs> He's doing they can, a flap. You can feel the stress. 
Upon reaching a lower altitude, Atchison started to slow down and level out. As he did so, Captain Lancaster's body slid down around the left side of the cockpit, leaving his bloodied and battered face plastered against the window. Rogers sat in the jump seat, still holding on to his legs, but one look through the window at Lancaster told him he was probably already gone. His eyes were wide open, totally unblinking, and his skin was going grey. Someone suggested that they let go of his body. Ogden shot down the suggestion on principle, and Atchison agreed, pointing out that his body could strike the wings or the engines, damaging the plane. And yeah, so- that's the only reason. <laughs> yeah, probably. They want to crash the plane. Yeah. And so they continued to hold on for dear life. Ogden left the cockpit to recover from his encounter with the freezing 560 kilometer per hour winds and sat down with flight Whoa. attendant Sue Prince, who had been tending to the terrified passengers. I think the captain's dead he told her, which is always good to hear. Mm -hmm. With the plane slowed to a reasonable speed, the wind noise reduced enough for First Officer Atchison to talk to air traffic control. The controller suggested an emergency landing in Southampton, the closest available airport. This put Atchison in a tough position. He wasn't familiar with Southampton. He was flying a two-pilot jet by himself uh, in an emergency, and all his charts and checklists had been sucked out of the plane. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, no. It says that he requested to land at Gatwick instead, but quickly settled on Southampton, a decision he felt compelled to make by the severity of the situation. Uh, Relying on the guidance of the controller with no charts and no captain to help him, Alistair Atchison guided Flight 5390 down to a safe and controlled landing at Southampton, much to the relief of the passengers whose lives had flashed before their eyes only minutes earlier. All 81 passengers disembarked without a single injury, while ambulances rushed to the aid of the beleaguered crew. Paramedics found Ogden, Rogers, Heward and Atchison suffering from minor injuries ranging from frostbite to shock to a dislocated shoulder. There was little hope for Captain Lancaster, who had been pinned to the outside of a plane amid 600 km per hour winds and temperatures as low as minus 17 degrees. It's got to be like getting smacked in the face repeatedly Mm -hmm. winds like that. Jeez. But as paramedics removed his body from the plane, he started to show signs of life. Within a few minutes, he had opened his eyes, regained consciousness and appeared to be recovering. Reportedly, the first thing he said after coming round was, I want to eat. Uh. <laughs> which, which I do relate to. Someone order me a McPodian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no emails from Google yet, by the way. In what can only be considered a mer- medical miracle, Tim Lancaster suffered little more than frostbite, bruising and a few relatively minor bone fractures. After being released from the hospital and taking time to recuperate from his ordeal, Captain Lancaster returned to flying jets for British Airways only five months after the accident. Wow. And there we are. That's the one situation where I would forgive the entire plane clapping when the plane touches (laughs) down on the runway. That probably deserves a bit of applause, I think. Um, This is an actual photo of the outside of the plane after they landed there is we won't tweet this one out oh wow you can see some blood blood yeah Yeah. from the captain serious serious shiz was there yeah that's rough how is the window at the very front of the plane not considered like a key element of the plane (laughs) it's absolutely mad i mean i'm sure it is now i think this probably changed a lot of things for the aviation industry but jesus i can't believe anyone got on the plane before the 90s yeah it might be that the the issue that was listed like oh the bolts need replace or the the pain needs replacing maybe it was just a, a routine replacement like at that point like if it wasn't replaced immediately it doesn't matter as long as it's replaced within the next six months kind of thing. So maybe that's why it's not considered 
I think in that sense it means it, it wasn't considered like important rather than no one needs to check that the <laughs> right bolts have gone in on this new pane. Yeah, um, but yeah, I bet they've changed all sorts of like checking and double checking other people's work and stuff like that. It goes yeah, into more go. detail at the end about um, mm-hmm. what what could have gone wrong and why it went wrong. But um, mm. yeah, it just sounds like everything went wrong yeah. that could have went wrong. Every little mistake. Oh jeez. Yep. There weren't enough bolts. The wrong ones had gone in in the first place. It was dark in the storeroom, and the Did... man didn't have his glasses. <laughs> That's the most heinous thing. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. So there's God. the photo that was doing the rounds. If someone wants to add that to the uh, <laughs> to the thread, but there he is. Dangling and people out were asking plane. if that was real. Yeah, people thought that might have been real. Oh, it doesn't even. Dude. He looks two D. Yeah. I don't think he actually is. They probably did it with like a dummy or a or a person, but. It doesn't even look like an actual real photo of anything. I think. It just happened to be a paparazzi plane flying yeah. <laughs> right next to it for the entire journey. Oh, dear. There we go. There I we enjoy are. that. That's my thing. Wow. Thank you very much, Ben. Wow. Thank you very much indeed. Spooky yeah. plane adventure. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Well, it's time for a question. Hmm. Uh, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you, uh, where is it? Um, uh, one moment, please. Uh, this is from Heron at Book Salamander on Twitter, who says, It's bedtime, but you can't sleep. What embarrassing memory is keeping you up? Oh, no. I mean, all of my answers for the previous one about friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, oh, man. I've got a recent thing that was bothering me. Um, It's definitely not my most embarrassing memory, but it's just the most recent one. Is that um, one of Amy's friends came over um, not like a a few weeks ago, and uh, one night we'd we were we'd opened a bottle of wine and we're all sitting there like slightly inebriated and we're having like a bit of a philosophical conversation about. uh, Oh no, that's it. It wasn't that philosophical. She'd asked. uh, Amy's friend had asked. Um, what three languages would you learn if you could just learn them overnight? Like if you wake up in the morning and you're fluent in three foreign languages, what would you choose? Um, so we we're just talking about like, oh, you know, maybe Japanese because somewhere I want to go or, you know, Spanish because it's spoken in loads of countries, things like that. And um, then we got on to which languages sound nice versus which ones don't sound as nice to the British ear, potentially. I guess it varies nation to nation. Mm. And I was talking about Mediterranean languages. um, And I referred to them as the Romantic languages. And then one minute later, Amy's friend, who's very clever, um, was like, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with with what you're saying, Peter. Uh, Yeah, that's the thing about the Romance languages. And I went... Oh, oh no! Oh, you got in my it head, wrong. I was like, "Oh, I just called them the Romantic <laughs> languages." Oh, that's close enough. Oh. And now she thinks that, like, but that's what uh, she was. I'm an she idiot. Was thinking that noise, Mikey. Oh. That oh, didn't he do great? Close oh, he knows no. that it's sort of vaguely rom oh. something. Oh. The rom com languages. Good try, Peter. How's oh, your, how's your video game job going, bud? Yeah. No, she's not like that at all. I should, I, I hasten to add, but you know, I just, I went to bed that that night thinking, 
she made a point of correcting Jesus. you though yeah well she did she, oh. i don't think she was i don't think she was correcting me as such but she was just she was genuinely just agreeing but i you could have called them like the sexy <laughs> languages or something i could yeah yeah it's it means like the ones that are derived from roman like they're they're the romance languages um it's not even to do with the word romance or romantic in that sense it's just where they're derived from i think but uh, yeah. That's where where I got the confusion from, though, is because romance also means the sexy love languages. So I said romantic, and I was like, "Oh no!" So you know that's that doesn't still keep me up, but it's the most recent one that did. I think so I'm like, trying to think of one of the worst ones. Bit cringy. Yeah, I think I'm 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 well. I wouldn't say I'm predisposed to it. It's because of my own actions, but I'm very much. Um, one of those people who gets post night out drinking anxiety, you know, like ne- the, the fear, I think it's called, where you wake up the next day like, oh, God, what, what did I do? What did I do? I know mm-hmm. I've done something wrong. I can't remember it. Yeah. Uh, um, at my brother's wedding, it, it was a very nice affair, like in like a grand British country manor. It was all very posh and very nice. And all of like um, the, the, the late, uh, not my brother's side, not our side of the family, but the other family, all very, you know, well to do, quite middle class, a lovely bunch of people. And me being me, um, decided to have quite a lot to drink on the night. Um, <laughs> it was all going fine, playing with the dogs, playing massive Jenga with people. I was like, great, I'm having fun. And then, obviously, my memory conged out at some point, and I woke up the next day in bed. Like, all right, cool, I made it through. And uh, we go downstairs to get breakfast, and just, like, several people turn to me and say, oh, you were quite drunk last night, weren't you? And I was into like, oh, God, <laughs> what have I done? I what have I done? <laughs> I know I was, but I can't remember what I did. I think I was doing all right, but I was like starting to stumble a little bit after playing Jenga. So I was like, all right, Michael, let's get you to bed. But before we went to bed, like there was these two handles on the wall. Like, God knows what they did, but it's just kind of like a circular handle that you can rotate and it does something. We thought, oh, it'll be fun. Let, let's let's have a go with these before we go to bed. I put my hand on it, twist, and it just comes off the wall completely, <laughs> breaks. And everyone's like, all right, Michael, time for you to get to bed. Go to bed. And I... I was, at this point, I, I don't remember it happening, so I was pretty unaware until it, the memory is forced upon me at breakfast time. And mm. I think that kept me away for a couple of days. It's like, oh, God, around all this nice new family, I'm the drunk one who played Big Jenga and broke a handle off the wall <laughs> and had to be hurried off to bed. Well, if it isn't oh. Big Jenga himself. <laughs> Big Jenga Johnson. Here he is. <laughs> yeah, I think I just need to stop being such an idiot when I'm drinking, but never. Never. Well, we wouldn't have videos of you lap dancing on Dave. Oh, God, that's another one that's kept me up. Jesus Christ, Michael, get it together. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Most of the things that keep me up at night are just traumatic social experiences that I'd rather not get into. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've thought of a few that I just don't want to actually say out loud. Yeah, I've I've got one I can say after. But I definitely have like a few just little encounters with people where I've said maybe something a bit stupid or misinterpreted what they've said. And I'm like, oh, leave that interaction feeling like a weird person. But yeah, it's nearly um, always social stuff. Yeah. Like awkward, awkward moments or, you know. I like to think the other person's completely forgotten about it, but I'm here and I'm stuck thinking about it. (laughs) Happened to me recently, actually, but I had to, I ended up setting a reminder on my phone to just email this person again because I feel like there were I was really worried that there were some crossed wires and maybe I'd come across as a bit too curt in an email yeah <laughs> and I, I I was really worrying like oh no 
that person didn't reply to that email Mm -hmm. after I sent that. And now I'm worried. And I know I'm overthinking it probably, but I then did send it. It did keep me up. And I did set a reminder on my phone the next day to email them and just say, hey, just... Just want to, like, I'm probably overthinking this, but just want to say, like, I'm sorry if that came across as a bit curt. You know how emails are. Didn't mean it like that. Anyway, Mm -hmm. there we go. And it was fine. But, um, yeah, hadn't even crossed that person's mind, apparently. (laughs) So Yeah, yeah, that's often the way. (laughs) It's usually all in your own head. Yeah, well, like, in my case, I definitely think that no one was actually saying, Peter, you got that word wrong. But I just realized, oh, that's not the word I just said. I said a similar word that was wrong, you know. And everyone was laughing at me, but they weren't. But Big idiot. I've thought of one where some people did laugh at me because they they knew why it was funny and others didn't because it was at a certain age where some of us were privy to certain things in life and others weren't. So I was, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something like that. And there was this girl in um, in our group who was talking about horoscopes and I didn't really know much about them. I knew my own star sign, but, you know, I've, I've never really gone in for, like, Zodiac stuff. Um, but I, So I didn't know what, like, different signs were supposed to be. You know, people say, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a typical Gemini, me. Typical Gemini. I'm an asparagus, um, what can I say? Exactly, yeah. Um, so uh, this girl was just talking about uh, what all of our signs were and what that ought to mean about our personalities. And... Uh, one of us was a Taurus and she was saying, oh yeah, well, and and he's a Taurus and that's the bull. Um, And, you know, she said like, and you can probably guess what kind of associations there are with the bull. And I said, oh, you know, that sort of makes sense that like, I suppose that he would be the bull because, and then I was trying to think of the right word. And, you know, it's, I was at an age where my lexicon wasn't quite there and, you know, when you just sort of make up a word just because you know everyone else will get the gist of what you're saying, like you might just say, oh, that's a bit, oh, that's a bit podiatish," or like, yeah. oh, that's, that's very, um, you know, I can't even think of an example, but you, you just sort of make up the right idea. Um, and I, I wanted to say that, that this guy was, um, I don't know, that he stands his ground or that he'll, he'll, he'll like charge in head first. And I said... Yeah, that's interesting that he's he's the bull sign because he is he's kind of you know he's quite horny, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and no. like half the group laughed at me, and the other half didn't because they didn't know that word. Like I say, we we're about eleven or something, and then it was sort of explained to me what I'd just said, and I was like, oh, oh, well, that's not what I meant. I just meant that he, you know, he goes in. He goes in all all guns blazing, and he yeah, oh that's embarrassing, uh, and that definitely kept me awake for many nights after that. Oh, just man. thinking, oh, I said the sexy word, and I'm only a child. A child. And they laughed at me. A child. A child. Oh dear. Oh, uh, I wouldn't know how to feel if I was that child that got called horny. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear, Peter. He was one of the ones who didn't know the word, fortunately. So that oh, wasn't okay. so bad. Oh, so he, he just like, heard everyone laughing. He's like, "What? What's yeah, going like, what? Yeah. What? Bulls have horns." He, he probably understood what I was trying to say. He was like, "Oh yeah, I suppose I am. I mean, I'm pretty horny. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's me." Oh, if only no one had laughed, he could have gone home to his parents that night and said, "My dad, <laughs> am I horny? I horny? What is it? <laughs> I'm a Taurus, and that, they say that means I'm horny. Huh? I think they could be right. Yeah." Um. Matey, I 
Could you give us a thing, please? I'd love to give you a thing. Pop your thing further closer. Oh, it's coming. Oh, Jesus Christ, that didn't sound good. Ouch. I have in front of me a list, a list of things, and it's time to make them fight because it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, I thought it was time we had a tournament. I was thinking that on the way home today. <laughs> it was time for a tournament. We're overdue. Uh, I'm quite excited for this one because it's, it's, it's close to my heart. Today, we're going to be making 16 great British dishes fight <gasps> to find the ultimate champion oh, of British cuisine. He- oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, this I, I'm looking. This list is things we should all be at least be relatively familiar with. I think. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'll explain as we go along for the non-UK viewers because some of these are, quite frankly, ridiculous meals to anyone who wasn't born on these I aisles. Shouldn't even be allowed to listen, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, Switch off. We voted to leave the world. <laughs> leave us on our island with our brown food, please. <laughs> Leave us in our grey, sad rock. Yeah. <laughs> right. But please keep sending your Billy Bear hand. Yes. Yes, please. Or we'll, never con- stop. we'll continue to commit acts of Google terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll change your business to a McPodiots, don't you dare. Oh, us. I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's not going to work, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I hope so. I'm, I'm going to keep checking in on my, my McDonald's and see if it gets updated. But... For now, are you ready for the first fight? And I think this is a, an interesting one, mm. at least. Okay. A good, proper, full English breakfast. So full English breakfast is like the ultimate dream breakfast. Consists of like toast, mushrooms, tomato, bacon, sausages, black pudding, uh, mushrooms, all sorts of things. It's like it's a big lot of things for a breakfast. Yeah. And it is, it's a thing of beauty. Egg of your choosing. Egg, Eggs, of course, as oof. well. So mm-hmm. oof. Uh, full English versus a chicken tikka masala, Ooh. which I am claiming is a British dish because I think it is like the, the national dish of England, even though it's got Indian yeah, origin. Yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? That like curry is is one of our national dishes now. A number of yeah, them like... were a number of a number of those dishes were invented in the UK. I'm not sure if yeah. masala was specifically, but certainly some of them have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really tough because a masala's great. Masala is good. And the thing is, as well, as much as I really appreciate, you know, the, on the right day where you need something to pep you up in the morning, a bit of bacon, sausage, egg, toast, that'll really that'll really get me going. Oh, it's holidays. But, yeah, holidays, <laughs> early drives, going to the airport and stuff, um, which yeah. I may never do after today's episode, but that's fine. <laughs> um, but... There's a whole load of stuff in a quote-unquote full English breakfast that I I would always ask for it without. I would say I don't want any mushroom, tomato. I won't even have the beans, thanks. I'm fine. What? Um, what? I don't mind black. I'm mad. <laughs> I don't mind black pudding, but I wouldn't sort of miss it if it wasn't uh, there. For black pudding, for people who don't know what that is, <laughs> black pudding <laughs> is cooked pig's blood. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah that's it. Leave us on our. Tastes rock. delicious though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and even like hash browns. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't dislike them, but <gasps> hash if they weren't on the amazing. menu, I wouldn't mind. Wow. One of the best is... parts. Yeah. I just think it's a bit strange having potato for breakfast. It just seems a bit, odd. a bit strange for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that's true. <laughs> Got him. Um, I'm I'm erring on the side of a full English because I think in the pantheon of curries, we can do better than a chicken tikka, and I think I'd much rather have a full English, like more stairs. 
I'd have yeah, that's the thing. Even though I'd get rid of half of the ingredients, I'd still rather have a full English more often than just the odd tikka it's masala. The, once it's the in beauty a of a full room. English, you can customize it to your liking. It's yeah, it's an every man's dish. So are you going for tikka masala, Peter? No, no, I'm going for full oh, English because okay. I'd, I'd I'd have that more often. I'm definitely also going for full English here. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I think we have a strong contender for winner already. Mm. Next up is Toad in the Hall, oh, yeah. which is... Um, toad? <laughs> Mag- a t- yeah, Toad just put in a hall and you pour some gravy in the hall and then... You know, <laughs> wind in the willows. Mm. <laughs> it's that, but edible. It's that, yeah. Toad in the Hall is... It's a massive Yorkshire pudding with sausages embedded within the pudding itself. What's a Yorkshire pudding? Yeah, for those who don't know what Yorkshire oh, pudding God. is. <laughs> How do you describe Yorkshire pudding? It's just batter mix, but in like a deep pan. Yeah, like little little battered cupcakes, I oh, guess, so but good. not cupcakes. You have it with yeah. meat. You have it with a Sunday yeah. lunch. Oh, it's good. They're kind of nothing on their own, but you use them as like vehicles for gravy, and that's where they <laughs> shine. <Gravy vehicle>. Mm. <laughs> so, toad in the hole versus good old bog standard beans on toast. Toad in the hole. It's not even... It's not even a competition, this one. Really? Oh, really? Are you not? A, I mean, I agree because I don't even like beans, but I, oh, I was right. well expecting you two to say oh, beans, beans on toast. I don't dislike beans, but I I always have associated it with my childhood as the disappointing tea. Right. Oh. Where it's like, oh, what's for dinner? Beans on toast? Oh, okay. Uh, I want a toad I... in the hole. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I guess. You're right, but I, I just. Fucking love beans fucking on toast. Love beans, me. Like, gen- I'm a big beanie boy, and <laughs> I don't know. It's a simple meal, which is really satisfying. You can spice it up a little bit if you want to, or you can have a straight as bit of cheese. <gasps> cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, I although I know that I think if you did a poll, I think beans on toast would win. But because I don't like it, I'm also gonna go with toad in the hole, which, if made right, is very good. If yes. made wrong is actually really bad and can just be you can have like soggy flat oily bottom and yeah, oh, soggy it can, as well. yeah it no. can be really actually quite horrible but a good toad in the hole is actually very nice okay okay i'm not i'm not too upset about that i love beans but toad in the hole gets my respect as well shepherd's pie Ooh. which is um oh it's um like beef mince in a gravy with some vegetables topped with like a layer of mashed potato mm-hmm. which you made like a casserole dish or something very nice and fish and chips oh, oh. man i love shepherd's pie but fish and chips though yeah i don't love shepherd's pie personally i think it's good but fish and chips it's just gotta be yeah i'm it's going fish be. and chips as well so fish bad for chips. you you feel so bad with every mouthful. Like, what am I <laughs> yes. consuming? How can a food be this golden? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's oh, you just look at it like I've eat, I've consumed like a kilogram of nothing but potatoes, and you just feel like they battered the batter before they even <laughs> put it around the fish. Oh. Somehow, I've still got that super high res close up photo of fish and chips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've it saved. Have you? I've wow. had it saved on my PC for like. Four years now, maybe longer. That's like goes back to what culture? Yeah. We used to just send each other the fish. <laughs> you and can chips zoom in on it, and it's like, oh man, look at that! That looks delicious. You can see little 
tiny salt crystals on yeah, it. It's so shiny. It's just this giant, like, 10,000 by 10,000. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The fish and chip photo. I'll send it to you tomorrow, oh, Peter, if I'm I gonna remember. I'm going to check Google for it now so we can go on the thread, but please do send it tomorrow. tomorrow to if... send Peter the fish and chip photo. <laughs> We'll put it on the thread tomorrow. Uh, it's got to be fish and chips. That's my vote. Fish and chips. That's what I'm going for as well. Yeah, that's fair. I agree fully. Shepherd's pie is nice, but fish and chips is like so interlinked with like happy memories. And just, it's just a pleasant dish you usually had on pleasant days, like a bank holiday or a sunny evening. Mm. Go on, get the chip. You get yourself some fish Go and on, chips. Go on, son. Get your chips and do <laughs> you. Here's a threat ready bit. Bring back the change. Change. <laughs> change. Change. Right, next, um, this, these next two are kind of rehashes of ingredients we've already seen, but I think that's going to be a recurring theme after this because we're not very adventurous with our ingredients. But a bacon sandwich oh, yeah. versus bangers and mash, which is uh, sausages and mashed potato. I'm going with bacon sandwich because I find, again, as much as I always loved my dad's cooking growing up, he would he would make sausages and mashed potato and there would always be mm. a huge sausage deficit, and you would end up with oh. just a mountain of mashed potato. When really you're there for the you're there for the sausage. Yeah, you? Mm. yeah. Got, got to get your ratios right. You can't have all slop, no no meat products. Yeah, I agree. I think bacon sandwich. Yeah, Ooh. Well, I'm I'm gonna say a bit of bangers and mash myself. I'm I'm a big mashed potato man, but I guess we've lost today to the humble. Vegan sandwich. Yeah, you've gone against uh, mine and Ben's votes a couple of times now, Mikey. We're clearly yeah, what's your not game, aligned. Johnson, big Jenga, That's as we will call you from big now. Jenga. <laughs> big what's Jenga. Your game, big Jenga. Handle boy. Let's <laughs> get back to my room and have my shepherd's not shepherd's pie, fish and chips, and bangers and mash. I can confirm that the fish and chips image is not obviously on Google Images, even when you sort by large <laughs> images. There are loads and loads and loads of giant pictures of fish and chips, but nothing like nothing like the fish and chips photo. Not the image. Too powerful no. for the internet. Scrubbed. Mm. Yeah. We are halfway through the first round. We continue with Sunday roast. Again, much like the full English, this is quite an interchangeable um, meal. You can kind of do with it what you want. But the main constituent mm. part is roast vegetables, some potato, some meat. It's lovely, lovely. Like maybe some roasted carrots gravy. and some parsnips. Oh. Gravy. Yeah. Lot Perhaps. of gravy. Aye. Absolutely slathered in onion gravy. Perhaps a uh, a Yorkshire pudding or two. Mm, big pud. Oh, 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 yes. Big, big bit of pud. Big pud on the side pud. Of that versus. I'm going to start this one off with a fact which I found, which I don't think is true. But I don't have any information to denounce it. <laughs> By the age of 16, the average British child will have eaten this dish 4,160 times. Do you want to guess what that dish is? And it's not a roast dinner. Garlic and chips. Garlic not- and chips. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson, yes. Um, oh, man, I would have thought it would be one of the others that we've had. Like- Spaghetti bolognese. Nope. Oh, damn. Pizza. It's... Fish fingers, chips, oh, and beans. No, I was going to say oh. fish fingers. I was thinking that. I thought sp- really? spag bol is a go-to. It's a go-to. Yeah, it's like favorite. a nice easy chuck it all in a thing and. I don't know why I said pizza. Fine. This is British food. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Show us your pizza. <laughs> um, it, which I mean, 
I, I can understand because it's it's an easy cook meal and it's quite satisfying. So like, if your parents are like, oh, I can't bother to make actual food, let's just have a plate of brown. <laughs> plate mm, of brown. Making sense. Mm. So Sunday roast versus the the under 16s favorite of fish fingers, chips, and beans. For me, it's got to be Sunday roast. Yeah. Um, partly because I just love a roast, and also because. I would say the king or queen of all meals. Well, not that's actually a strong statement, um, but certainly one of the best meal events of the year for me, and some people hate it, is Christmas dinner. And that's Absolutely. just a giant roast. Yeah, how can yeah. you hate Christmas dinner? What's wrong with you? I, I know, people know. get really pissed off with Christmas dinner and like... Imagine being cross at a dinner. <laughs> oh, you... Oh, it's too much bloody stuffing. Oh, How could this be? like? It can't not be. I love fish fingers, but it can't not be uh, roast dinner. <laughs> it's mm. a different caliber, isn't it? Like fish fingers, chips and beans is like, it's a comfort food, but it's not Roast good. dinner is good. the meal. Like it is the yeah. meal. It's the family meal. You can have proper food and proper gravy. Proper gravy. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have Sunday roast every single week when I was growing up and yeah. we all sat around the table and ate it which we did most of most days for the rest of the week as well but sometimes like on weekdays uh, me and my siblings would eat something earlier in the day when we got home from school and my parents would eat separately like later in the evening but Sunday we all like just sat down as a family together and ate a roast dinner and actually spoke to each other. In yeah. in this household, we drink from the the hose pipe and we come home when the lights go on and we carry fifty yeah. peas in our assholes. We do. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah that dinner. was the thing That's that a... my parents tried in vain to do at various times as well. <laughs> Every, there's oh. always at least one meal a week where we all sit at the table together, and that's yeah, ro- roasty dindins. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an institution, mm-hmm. so I'm glad it made it through. Now we get in, get into the last few where you could tell I ran out of dishes <laughs> to make up this list, so it's all a is, little bit more strange. Is garlic and chips in there? <laughs> no, it's not. Sadly, uh, oh, just because it would have. be a ringer, it would win the whole. It's thing. only two quid, <laughs> unless you get the extra fifties, and it's two pound yeah, fifties. Two fifty for 50, a big meal. You just go to now. the Austin household, and you got your fifty. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we carry the 50p with us at all times up the just up the bar. Just in case you need that extra Just in garlic. case you fancy some, an extra 50 worth of garlic. <laughs> Take it from the 50 jar, not that one. <laughs> Afternoon tea. Okay. So mm-hmm. usually consisting of, you know, tea, the drink, um, little cakes, little sandwich fingers, all, all very small and quaint and posh. Delicate. Versus a good old sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a meal. <laughs> <laughs> sausage roll i can't say that i've ever had afternoon tea really it's it's fine it's it's mainly made for the facade of it looking like oh look at me i'm fancy you could have gone for I a feel, cream tea see yeah i was just about to say that i would much rather have a cream tea a scone with jam and clotted cream and a cup of tea than faff around with like cucumber sandwiches oh, what the hell is going on we're there? still rationing is it a 50s <laughs> Oh, I didn't know cream tea had a name. Yeah. That does look good, but it's not on the list. So not on the list, so okay. it doesn't exist. It's a close runner-up. We're going to preemptively oh, sorry, get in here and just say for the final question, I want people to reply or tweet us and just list all of the famous British dishes that weren't included 
steak and chips <laughs> in this tournament. I try to do my research. And I always seem to forget big things. When Mikey, you've done an incredible job. I'm not saying I could do better, but I'm certain that there'll be more <laughs> that we that we haven't thought of, and I would Absolutely. I would like to them to be made known to me as much. As don't anyway. and don't say a jelly deal or anything. No one actually Come eats jelly. No one's eating cockles out of the back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going sausage roll then for that yeah, one? I, I agree. So. Yeah, good. Good, good. Entering the dessert reign of things now. Okay. <laughs> really running out of things. Apple crumble hmm. versus sticky toffee pud pud. Oh, apple crumble for this boy. Oh, I, don't I like know. a stiffy to- st- oh, a stiffy toffee. <laughs> I'm all right, horny. Ooh, a stiff- a bit horny over here. Um, I do like a stiffy toffee pud pud, <laughs> me. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, mm. I mean, or sticky, whatever. You're stiffy or sticky, I'll yeah. take, I'll take anything. Spotted dick, how do you feel about that one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Hey. Hmm. I'm, I'm gonna err towards the apple crumble side of things. Fair enough. It's a good, it's a good dessert. To be fair, yeah. It, I mean, they're both heavy puds, but <laughs> sticky toffee pudding in particular can be quite dense and like, oh, leave you, leave you feeling quite worn out after eating it. Large pud. <laughs> apple crumble. Congratulations. Right, this is the last two. <laughs> and what a final two it is trifle yeah. is that British? that feels yeah, French yeah, now no, looking I think at it trifle with like you know you soak the the, the, the sandwich fingers the sponge fingers with yeah the... oh yeah that's I forgot about that bit I always thought there was one bit that I really didn't like it was always the spongy little lady fingers lady that's fingers. what they're called yeah lady fingers I like them on their own they're really nice when you're making a trifle like we had to make one at school in food oh. tech um and uh, we just I, ate a load yeah. of those fingers, really. Wow, I didn't realise they came like, wow, un, un, unsoggy. It's just sponge cake. <laughs> yeah, unsoggy. They're really nice. It's just like a stick of sponge. It's really good. Oh, nice. To describe uh, an English trifle to the viewers at home, it's like a layered dessert built up from jelly with little bits of cake and s- fruits in it. With a layer of thick custard, mm. with a layer of thick cream, oh. and topped usually with strawberries. Oh. oh, it's usually served in like a giant dish as well. Jelly being gelatin, the wobbly thing, not not jam. Not jam. That's what we call oh, of course. jelly. What do Americans call jelly? Gelatin, I just think. Ge- is it? Or gel. Jello is a brand. Oh, Jello, name, yeah, yeah, sort of the consistency of Jello, if that helps. Well, there's that one. bit in The Simpsons where everyone brings gelatin dessert <laughs> to Mr. Burns's. It's like season two when they're still drawn a bit like wonky, and everyone brings gelatin dessert to Mr. Burns's birthday. Have you seen the world of savoury gelatin desserts? Not oh, desserts, just no. the lawless sixties world of <laughs> yeah. like peas and fish in it. And oh, stuff Jesus. Now. God, what the fuck Dreadful. is this? I'm trying to find the worst one, but they're all awful. Oh, this one's got prawns in it. God almighty. Stick it in the thread. Absolutely lawless. Oh, that is... Oh, <sighs> no. Look at that. No. Oh, it's got apple on the side, though, so that's fine. Why is it green, though? Mum, <laughs> why is it green? Mum, get the camera. Mum, get the bucket. Mum, Delia, <laughs> Delia's not always right, Mum. <laughs> no, definitely not Think in this for yourself. Instance. So, nice trifle, not the prawn trifle we're currently looking at, versus scones. Mm. Or scones. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go trifle. Try. I'm going scones. Oh. I love a scone. If it's got oh. clotted cream and jam, I'll have a scone. Scone yeah. or scone? I'm scone. I feel like I forget scone. my scone. answer, and I just choose the other I've... one each time. You're scone, Mike, yeah. did you say? 
I'm going. I'm going to go scone because I would scone. never in my life pronounce like a soft O, like a scone. Scone. Yeah, I suppose scone. scone is quite is quite posh. It posh, isn't it? Well, if you say scone, you can't do you can't do the joke, which is what's the fastest cake in the world? Scone. 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 <laughs> Here today, scone tomorrow. That kind of works. I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of scones here. Yeah. Okay. Trifle's dead. All right. Like you guys. Yeah, I, did, I just it, it can be disappointing. The the best bit for me is just the the cold cold custard. Mm, I like that. Bit. I like the custard. Shut up, trifle! You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> All right, we move on to the the next stage. I'm not sure if it's the quarter or semi-finals. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's all just written down in a little notepad. It's not official. First heat, full English versus Toad in the Hole. Oh, full, full English. English. Yeah, I'm going to go full English as well. Tone the whole nice, but just not. Yes, tone the whole's too niche. Fish and chips versus a bacon sandwich. Fish and chips for me, surely. Fish and chips, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's so, I suppose. Yeah. Bacon's nice, but yeah, I don't know. It's not as quite as satisfying or anything. <laughs> a Sunday roast versus a sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> sausage roll and a Sunday roast. Sunday roast. Yeah, Sunday roast. I'd love to see sausage rolls incorporated as part of a Sunday roast. That's kind of like a beef welling, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, beef Wellington. I've only ever had that like three times, and I wish it was more common as a thing. But I guess it's a bit of a faff to make. Um, yeah, well, well, Wellingtons in general, very tasty, very tasty. You usually find them at like pubs in the middle of the countryside. Yeah, That's where you'll get Wellingtons. Them. For those who don't know, I don't, I don't know how British <laughs> they are, or if they're more global, but. Uh, a beef Wellington, for example, is like a huge joint of beef, uh, usually like slightly pink and moist in the middle, um, and then the whole thing is wrapped in a giant pastry. It is like a just a huge sausage roll, but with you know you can have um, salmon Wellington. That's quite nice. Whoa, mm, that sounds mad. good. They put a whole side of salmon inside pastry. Really good. Bonkers. What about the other side? Uh, they just go and spare. Don't know. They, they leave that in the. They let that go. It swims away. It seems, seems they put it back in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Apple crumble versus scones. Apple crumble. I'd say scone personally, but I'm, I'm going to lean towards a scone. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Really, scone has that much staying power. I just think they're bloody nice. I don't know. Just big creamy scone, hint of jam. Oh. I love a scone. Maybe I'm just I've just and had I... bad scones. Maybe All I'm sugary is bread, dry, <laughs> oh. slightly sweet, a bit stale because they were on offer. Scones. <laughs> yeah, you've got to have the. If you don't have something with them, they are really actually quite dry. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think um, I love a scone, and I also don't have strong opinions. Don't have strong love for apple crumble, so that's why I'm team scone. Man. Whoa! I've just realised something. What's up? A British scone and an American biscuit are both the same thing, or very similar. They're similar. I don't know if they're actually exactly the same. They're like flaky pastry, right? They're sort of a bit closer uh... to maybe sausage roll pastry. I might be wrong. Yeah, but... And I think they have them in more of a savoury context. I think they have like biscuits yeah. and gravy, whereas you wouldn't have a scone with gravy. Gravy. Oh, Proper gravy. Well, they're quite similar. Gravy. gravy. Right. Gravy. We're on to. The semi-final. Mm. Full English 
versus fish and chips. Oh, now oh, that. Oh, that's shit. a tough one. That's a true shit. semi-final for oh, British God. dish. Why did you do this? I can't. I don't know. I'm looking at these, this. and I'm. I don't want to choose one. I don't. I am <sighs> gonna put my foot down. I'm gonna draw a line in the sand, and I'm gonna say, having voted for both of these dishes <laughs> to reach this point, fish and chips. Uh, I'm not upset by that. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel right now. This is this is very difficult. If we allow for the fact that I can also order like maybe something else at the chippy if I fancy it on occasion, mm. like a a jumbo sausage or a, maybe even some nuggets. Sometimes they do decent nuggets at chippies. Uh, then sure, yeah, I'll go fish and chips. The chips are just so good. They're unlike any other chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. No, chip shop chips are a magical, fluffy beast. Mm. Oh, so have you both gone fish and chips there? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Wow, I was erring on the side of full English, but let's get that out of here. Sorry, full English, we love you. Full English. We will be back. Full English. <laughs> Sunday roast versus a scone. Sunday roast. Sunday Come on, roast. you guys are going to stop yeah. this bullshit now. Come on. Yeah. Man. No. Yeah, I agree. Sunday roast. Right. This is it. This is the final. Fish and chips versus versus a Sunday roast. Uh... It's close. If it's my grandma's Sunday roast, Mm. then that wins. Yeah. If it's any other Sunday roast, fish and chips. My mum does the best roast potatoes. I think everyone's mum does does the best roast potatoes. Yes, so my mum. My mum also does 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 the best best roast potatoes. Yeah, I think Sunday roast has to take it just because oh, I forgot about roast potatoes, man. Good God, yeah. what, a, what a meal. When done right, oh. yeah. They're just. Not get that Aunt Bessie's shit out of here. <laughs> Homemade only. My grandma, yeah, Sunday roast. Whenever I go, whenever we go to her house, whatever we're having, well, not whatever we're having, but quite often if it's like, if she's got some like salmon or something and she's made new potatoes with it in a big bowl in the middle, she's always. Uh, got a little extra dish with like five roast potatoes in it just for me. Oh. She just does it for me. Oh, I get spoiled. So good. Yeah, cannot. I just yeah. It's the many ways in which potatoes can be used in a full English uh, Sunday roast. It's oh, grandma's specialist boy. Yeah. If you do a Sunday roast properly, it should be like a mini Christmas dinner. I th- I feel. Mm-hmm. Don't go for like soggy steamed steamed things. Everything's got to be bloody roasted to a crisp, slathered in. Oh, Maybe a little apple apple sauce on the side. Like, it's the mm. only time I ever have parsnips as well. I've never had those with anything oh, else. Parsnips I, are good. Roast I parsnips. I do love a parsnip. Yeah. 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 Big fan of parsnips. I'm really hungry now. Guys. Then you've got crackling. You've got pigs in blankets. You've got stuffing balls. Oh. Oh, it's magical. Yeah. No, I think that's that's a firm, firm winner. It deserves its place at the top. Oh, also, fucking lamb and mint sauce. Underrated. Mint sauce is amazing. <laughs> I am disgusted not... by the idea of mint sauce. Right, see, this is the thing. I've never had. Yeah. Amy's like this as well. She's We had lamb once. It was like on offer. And I said, oh, we should get some mint sauce for it. And she was like, what? And she'd like barely even heard of it. Like she'd sort of was aware of it and had always just discounted it immediately because it sounds horrible. And I didn't even <laughs> try it till I was about 13. But, oh, God, mint sauce on lamb is just absolutely fantastic. God, I'm actually so hungry right now. <laughs> me too. Thank you very much, you two, for helping me decide oh, that thank very you, important Mikey. battle. Thanks, Mikey. It was great. Cheers. And there we are. Those are all of our questions and all of our things. 
It is time. Thank you, Peter, by the way. For You're welcome. Together. Yeah. It is time to check in on what happened, or what is slash will be happening on Vidiot's, the YouTube channel, three years, three years ago? Three years, yes, three years, three ago, years ago, this week, this mm-hmm. fortnight. Uh, quick subscriber update. We've lost 63 in the last 28 days. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Super appreciating. Uh, coming out today at the time of release, which is Tuesday the 7th, I think, uh, which we talked about last time. Worst games ever, Fight Club. Then we've got Draw the Fans 2. You Wanna Blow Job? Prop Hunt Part 2. It's the name of the video, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Post some tat number 30. This is a heart attack. What was it that? It says in the one? description, consider us now fully stocked for the biggest children's party you've ever seen. So I assume we got oh. a lot of treats. I think that's when we got all I... the Hannah Montana-like hats yeah. and Oh, yes. And also and we stuff. got the Art Attack PC game as well. Right. Oh, yeah. nice. It's in the thumbnail. So there we are. We also had Heroes in Training, Marvel's Spider-Man Part 1, for Prove It. Mm-hmm. Worst Games Ever, 50 Cent Bulletproof, an episode that went down really, really well. People love that being featured on Worst Games Ever, even though it's oh, yeah. objectively shit. Fight us. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Do it. Boundless Stream Highlights, hashtag ad. Remember that game? Remember how oh, good Boundless was? Oh, yeah. Nope. Yeah, that was great. Where you play as that weird alien with like a hand for a head. They let us loose <laughs> in, the, in the public servers, and the first thing we did was we built a wall to block off people's access to... <laughs> Some vital area, and yeah, I just built up really high and jumped off it, and that was yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Great time, thanks, guys. That's how that works. Uh, get out of the way, Overcooked Two. Did a video on <laughs> Overcooked Two, apparently. Dunster vlog, arcades, oh. fish and chips, and castles. Fish, fish and, and chips. Oh. Fish and chips. Heroes in that training. Adventure. Sorry, say that again. No, it's just that was an adventure that, that weekend. It really was. Oh. That was a fun time. Uh, Heroes in Training, Marvel Spider-Man Part 2 of the Prove It nice. Let's Play. We should really only do one episode of those. Yeah. We'll that the hard way. Probably it's episode 15, Get the Flump. <clears throat> Get the Flump! Post some tat number 31, Poop. Is the name of that one? Okay. <laughs> Marvel's Spider-Man in real life live action finale. I'm a big fan of this this live action finale for it. Yeah, I think it was a it was a good one. Also, deeply embarrassing for you, Ben, wasn't it? Yeah, it also has fewer views than the first Let's Play, which yeah. is bullshit. So go and watch that. Do you know what I like about that uh, that live action challenge is the bit where Ben is dressed up and he's like fighting. Uh, he's either fighting Mikey or fighting PNGs that are like being thrown at him. Yes. And he's giving verbal instructions as to what the editor needs to like include. And he's going like, <laughs> bang, bang, and ready, and swing away. And <laughs> the audio has been left in. And you can oh, hear no. it. Just to make it. me look as stupid <laughs> as possible. <laughs> oh, dear. And I do. I look really oh. silly. Remember when people thought it was you under the, under the suit, Peter? Yeah, they just thought that like, you well, weren't involved in Peter's that video. playing Peter Parker, so Ben just wasn't, <laughs> clearly wasn't there <laughs> at all. Uh, finally, we had one of the worst games ever, ever, uh, Hulk Hogan's main event. Oh, dreadful. Oh, God, that was just abysmal. Yeah. Next episode, it's the birth of a, an icon, by the way. The next video that went out on the channel. We'll get yeah. to that on the next episode, episode oh. of Podius, though. Mikey, I believe there's some sort of store. .yogscast.com, I think you'll find. Mm. Mm. 
if you head over to store.yogscast.com, you'll find a lovely little corner of the site featuring some lovely vidiot-themed merch, including mugs, t-shirts, and hoodie, all available in an array of beautiful, dazzling designs. And if you're feeling tempted, how about how about this? So, suck on this one. If you use code VIDIOTS at checkout, you'll get 10% off absolutely everything on the Yogscast store. Everything? Everything if you use code VIDIOTS Whoa. at checkout. So you could buy yourself some lovely, lovely new clothes, some mugs or whatever the hell takes your fancy. Ooh. <sighs> Sounds irresponsible, quite frankly, to give such savings away, but, you know, a, go and make the most a limited of it. Time deal. Mm-hmm. It'll be gone before you know it. Mm-hmm. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all dot com forward slash Vidiots Official. We're also on twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. Streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots Donations. Donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast and support us in the process. Pumpy Platoon. Who we got? Boris Johnson's son, John Borison. <laughs> Still a big fan of that one. Peter's Parrot's POV Pawn, Spingling Ting Jing Pling, Mr. Black, Hero in a Half Shirt, Tiny Power, Harrison Rathborn, Mike Ox Small, Donak 07, Always a Misadventure, Liz Anya put Dave in Halfords, RIP Harambe and Geronimo, DBP and Lord B go to Red Square. The generous. Sniper Griffin. Yeah, got it right that time. Yeah. yeah. Pro Trainer, Stukalicious, A Monkey Stole My Tiny Spoiler, and Raindrop Joy. Thank you also, all. Also, thank you to those. And also, uh, Hawkman105, who was very generous. I Can Smell Freddy Weber, Chegwin Segwin Regwin Deadwin, Get It Up Ye, Marky Chegwin the Great, Cheggers Deluxe with Cheese, Jenny Till... Jenny... Jenny Tillwart... Dave's in York, Dave BDSM Phillips, Richard Wilson is Dickie Willie. Oh, oh yeah, is. Oh, I'm really butchering these. Uh, oh, that God. one bean that Ben lost. Oh, more like Cockness. Uh, Anus put Dave in Aldi. Sky the Grandpa, Peter Peter Fanny Eater, John Zena. DBP is at the Creation Museum, who is very generous. Thank you very much. I got bum worms. Cunt East with the stupidest one and a little bit of Monaco. Spready Cheeks, Slappy Balls. Who you gonna call? Nutbusters. The parrot penis was a bit much. Had to look up what dogging is. Oliver Close Off. Fist me at Pizza Hut, please. Che Guevara. Parrot's prehensile penis. Mr. Macker. Caroline, I have your UB40 CD. Her Majesty's Stink Wrinkle. Janet, please move your car. Steve Austen is Peter's dad. Mikey's dogging partner. Just keep swimming, Ash. Full monitor. Finn Tristam and Wendy Miller. And there you go. That's your pod squad for this week. Thank you again to all of you for your generosity. Once again, streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations. Three pounds or more. Get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Mikey, where are you on the internet? At Powerboy on the Twitters is the best place to find me. That's where I put anything I do, as well as uh, Powerboy on Twitch, where I stream from time to time. Ooh-wee. Mm. And Peter, where are we? 
We are at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude on Twitter. And together we are at Team Triple Jump on Twitter and Facebook, but more importantly, perhaps, on YouTube and Twitch, where we do live streams and we do videos. Uh, we have been, well, it won't be out yet, but we've we've been doing some cooking uh, this week. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be out for another week or two, but get excited. If you liked the silly cooking we used to do, both at Vidiots and in the earlier days of Triple Jump pre-COVID. That's something that's coming back, as well as lots of other things that you know and love. Oh, absolutely. And uh, why not leave a review on your platform of choice? Something something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Please do it. Leave us a review, honestly. You fucking better, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there we are final question is which British dishes have we forgotten mm-hmm. yes. let us know in the comments and tweet us and that sort of thing right enjoy the rest of your weeks and yep. look after yourselves we'll be back in a fortnight and uh, until then take care alright see ya bye bye bye